What's up, everybody? We're back with another episode. We're, we're flying now. Week over week, we're just, we're just banging these things out. Uh, a lot to get into today. Uh, we have prediction recap that from our predictions from last week. We have, I actually have a doc this time, so a little more organized on the pod. Then we got the Euro competition draws for, UC, for UCL and Europa League and recaps for the past games from the weekend and also the midweek fixtures so far. But, you know, to the most important part of this pod, which is why we do is to record who actually knows the most about soccer. Uh, props to Rocco. Got the complete Napoli game going. Rocco, how do you feel about that? You know, when I saw the score, I was like, I think I get this right. And I need the points. So I was pretty hyped, honestly. The thing is, everyone types in our group chat. They think they got it right. And I'm just like, there's only one way to find out. And it turns out only one of us really actually gets things right. Um, but... Mikey, not 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 a great week for you. Only got one game right. He only got the Napoli game right. But uh, you know, Mikey, you're gonna bounce with my heart. Yeah, but you know, to give a quick little recap, in last place, deservedly, is Gaetano with seven points. Then who? My brother, Gaetano. Oh no, it's just because. I don't remember when he was last on the pod. Oh, 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 sorry. I thought I mumbled, which is always a possibility. No, no, no. Um, tied for third still are Rocco and Julio on 11 points. In second is Mike with 12 points. Mike, that lead is slipping. That lead is slipping fast. I'll make it up this weekend. And, of there's course. No, uh, there's one more round, right, before the world does? Yes, there's one more this weekend. And we have I have a five-game slate of predictions for this weekend because there's a lot of good games this weekend. And then, atop of the table, yours truly, everyone's favorite member of the pod, me, Marco, with 17 points. Um, I thought I you said I made up places or something. No, you had, I think you had a two-point or one-point deficit on Julio. Now you're tied on points. Uh, okay. Yeah, like you're come, and you're only one point behind Mike. So, you know, depends on how this might shake out. Yeah. So you know. stop making like ridiculous picks, and it started making. I'm not gonna lie, the picks I've made were extremely, extremely lucky. So, like the Juve game, I was not confident in that at all. I put one nothing Juve, and I miraculously got it. Um, but you know, that's the point. Recap, and on to the Euro competition draws. I'm not going to lie, from a Champions League perspective, I think Italian teams got a very fortunate draw for the first time in a while, right? The only the only team that you can really argue that got a tough draw is Milan against Tottenham. But considering the other you know, opportunities and other teams that they could have been drawn, this is probably a best-case scenario. We spoke about last week on the pod where we think Tottenham, of the group winners, minus, I think, the Club Bruges bracket, which is with Porto, I think that's the the best case scenario. Mikey, how do you feel about Milan drawing Tottenham in Champions League? Uh, not the easiest draw. Not the toughest draw. I think that it'll depend a lot on what version of Spurs Milan gets on, you know, during the two legs. Um, Spurs have been pretty inconsistent, and even when they're winning, they haven't looked very convincing this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's not to say, like, I'm an expert on Spurs, but you know that's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm hearing. I think, though, realistically, like people are probably you know going to look at this and favor Spurs, and I don't see it that way. I think that this is a very, very close draw. I think that this probably should be the closest and probably like tightest 
fixture and I guess two fixtures over the round of 16. These teams, I think, are pretty evenly matched. I could see it going either way. Um, I think that this is a good test for Milan. Mm-hmm. I think that they need to be able to beat teams like this. And frankly, like I, I, I think like as a Milan fan, and if you're a Milan player, I don't feel scared of Tottenham. Like if you if you would have drawn us against Bayern, if you'd have drawn us against Real, Real, Man I would City. have been like, oh well, yeah. it's done. Like there's nothing that we can do about this. Tottenham, I'm like, we can we can go through. Um, I, I I think that this team, like uh, you know, you have to put your money where your mouth is worth, and you have to prove that you're the team that you say that you are. I think that's going to be a tough draw, but I I. I'm not intimidated. I'm not scared. I think that. Just to add something, I I was saying this like last week, and I think it's even more true in the Champions League than it is in like domestic competition. But like, it's like pedigree means so much for some reason. Like, you have to have done it to do it. And it's like, even like, uh, when was Milan's first year back in the Champions League? Like two years ago? I think it was two, three years ago. Even then, with their team, like, say what you want to say, like, we joke and stuff, but their team was weaker than Juve's on paper at that point. And I still, like, you can ask, like, Mike, I guess, maybe, or Julio. And, like, I still would was saying that I expected more from Milan in the Champions League just because, yeah, yeah. like, they've done better in the Champions League. And it's like, and Spurs hasn't. And, well, I think, like, 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 I'm not an expert on... On, on Premier League soccer either, but like Spurs hasn't, and I don't know when they will because I don't think that they like are like some breakthrough position team. But I do think like there's something weird that goes on where it's like it's in Milan's culture that they're good in the Champions League, and so like for me, I think Milan's definitely the favorites to come out of this draw. Yeah, I, I think that like a neutral who does, I mean, like someone who doesn't follow Serie A is probably like okay, Spurs should go through, but I think that like. I think that Milan's defense matches theirs at a minimum, if not as better. Yeah. I think that our midfield is again matches, if not better. Like if we're at full strength, and um, especially the way that Sandra has been playing this season, and I guess you know with Son and Kane, their attack is stronger. And oh, uh, Dejan Kulusevski. Exactly. But. Um, you know, I, I think that Milan can find goals. I think that this is a team that finds ways to win, except against Cremonese. And I think that, you know, these are the types of fixtures that you need to, to win if you're going to be at that next stage. And I think that this money would mean a lot to the team. And I think that, you know, a healthy Milan, I think, can challenge Spurs. I, I really feel like no Milan fan, no Milan player should be going into this being like, oh no, Spurs. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, my only my only concern with it is you have the kind of the Conte element where it's like it's another purely Conte matchup and Conte when they went up against Pioli when he had in there, similar system, a similar type of style of play, and he beat Pioli a good amount and said, yeah, I understand the Champions League is different. Like you have that aspect, but you have the other two aspects working against him where he's 
it's in the Champions League, which Conte historically hasn't done great in. And you have Tottenham as a history who haven't been great in the Champions League besides that one miracle run where they made it to the final against Liverpool. Um, I think this is a dead heat. I think either either game in the in the draw is going to be the decider. Like I don't think that if you win one home leg and like you play poorly and you don't win the second leg is like, okay, you can still go through. I think it's like you have to contest each leg equally. Um, I think I probably give the edge to Milan just because I think Milan's style of play is better suited for the Champions League than Conte's. And I think that Milan, when they come at you with pace for Conte's team specifically, they're not very good at handling the pace getting countered on top of them. So it's going to be interesting to see. It's two very different styles. Um, and it's an Italian coach versus Italian coach. is always a nice tactical display. But, um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I just hope Tottenham lose. I want them to lose so bad. I really do. I'll make one last comment before moving forward. I think that those inter-teams were a lot stronger than this Tottenham team. Okay. I think that That's those inter-teams had... You know, like Lukaku at a world-class level, Hakimi at a world-class level, a stronger midfield. Like, you know, like Broz and Brella, I think, at that point, you know, were stronger. I think that it was a better inter-team. It was an inter-team that bought more in than the Tottenham. Like, not that Tottenham's not buying into Conte, but that inter-team was really perfectly made for him in a lot of ways. So... I think that that's like a good point to make, but I also think like, eh, they're different teams. Um, do we want to go on to Inter or do we want to go on to Napoli next? Let's go to Napoli because I think Napoli on paper have a good draw, but I think that's one of those teams that if they don't take seriously enough that Frankfurt can surprise a lot of people. Um, I, I would be concerned Again, since Champions League is starting up back in February, I would kind of want to see where I'm at in the league if I'm Napoli. Um, I think Frankfurt's a good team to be drawn to where it's like you want to try to get that priority straight where it's like, okay, we're at a team where we can beat them and we can kind of start our road into the Champions League or at the point if we're struggling at Serie A, maybe this is a team that we kind of can half-ass and focus on Serie A. Like it's, and I think Frankfurt, we all know that they travel very well. Even when they go down somewhere like Naples, they're they're going to have an away fan presence. Um, and I don't know to the extent of Cavada's injury, which is another huge aspect. I know it's another like two, three months away. But, you know, I think it's a good draw. I think that they should go through. Um, but again, you never know what happens between now and February. So where's the first leg? Is it? I they, think it goes I to the higher. I think it goes to the higher seat. Well, it doesn't. It does matter because there's, oh, there's no, no way goals. goals now. But, but I yeah. think it goes. I, I think the first leg always goes to the group winners. The one seed. Yeah. So Napoli's gonna light them up the first leg, and then you'll be surprised, man. Frankfurt. Frankfurt's resilient. So I mean, like I, I saw them in the in the Europa League final. Who they played Rangers in the final. I'm trying to remember who they played, but anyway, they they were down with nothing at one point, and they just they just clawed back. I mean, look at how they got through that group stage, right? They just kind of clawed their way through. So, Redford's no slouch, but I think yeah. like objectively, you have to look at this and say Napoli heavy favorite. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's no way around that, right? Like, Frankfurt's a good team. They won the Europa League. They know how to play knockout games. 
But if you look at the form this year, Napoli is not just the best team in Italy, but one of, if not, you know, the best on-form team in Europe. I think you have to say that Napoli should comfortably go through here. Like, if, if, if you have to gun to your head make that call, Napoli's getting through in yeah. two legs, and I think that they should one, win two games in two legs. Yeah, I I fully agree. I don't I don't see anything wrong with that argument. I'm I'm just concerned from a steady standpoint. It's like you know, at that point, you have to see where you are in the league, and maybe you should weigh up your options to figure out maybe go one way or the other. Um, I don't think it's crazy to say that Napoli is more or less secure Champions League at this point. Like I think that they're like they're not going to drop off entirely. No, I'm talking about for the Scudetto. I'm not talking about for Champions League. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I think, like, they still have, like, an eight-point lead on that, right? Like, Yeah, but so, they, had, they had something similar, or them and Milan Last had something season, similar. yeah, they yeah. were up seven, so, I mean, and then they tailed off, but I think that this team feels a bit different. Um, the, the tide of Serie A feels a bit different. Um, but I think, like, you know, financially, I wonder, right? Like, and I don't have the figures, but I would think that getting to the I, I would think getting to the round of eight in the Champions League is as lucrative as winning the Scudetto. So I, I feel like De Laurentiis would probably be like push for that. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think from like a money perspective, it's important to get to Champions League. But I don't know that it makes like a huge difference to finish. I don't I like I don't know in Serie A if it makes a big difference to finish one or four. Yeah, what you get from the league, but I think like. It's so important to get four to make Champions League to get that. Yeah, that, I th- I think they have already locked that up. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna give a hundred percent right now that Napoli are gonna qualify at least for Champions League next year. You know, I know that's a controversial thing with my brother. But it's crazy because like at liter- like legitimate experts had them seventh in the league going into the season. Some experts like, on this pod had them as legitimate experts <laughs> said that. I mean, I don't know. They said it. You know. Yeah, you know, some some expert, you know, uh, by the name of, uh, I don't know, what's his name? Oh, uh, Rocco Totino mm-hmm. had him in sixth. So, yeah. Look, I'll be honest. I didn't know how good their transfer window was in the summer. And I didn't, you know, I'm going to butcher his name with credit. credit I called him like, Cavada. I, who I, knew? Yeah. Who knew about that, you know? And look, it's impressive. And that's on me for not for not giving them enough attention. Yeah. I was obviously wrong. But yeah, let's just, let's just hope that they keep it up, you know? I, that, that's, yeah. all you, that's all you could wish for. Or at least, like, again, it's hard to keep up this crazy hot run of form, but, you know, yeah. substan- like, you know, relatively keep it up where they, they get the games that they should win and, you know, hopefully, God willing, knock on wood, get the Scudetto. Um, the Inter draw, I think, is probably the this one of the more intriguing results because Porto did win their group and I think they have a goalkeeper that's been on fire if I'm not mistaken like their their goalie has been kept them in a lot of games but also like they play an interesting style where it's going to be cool to see them against it there because Porto is another team that likes to possess a little bit uh-huh. and with Inter who also like to possess but also like to counter so it's going to be a nice little like blend of styles to see which way Inzaghi goes versus which way that is best suited for the team for Inter. But again, I think you see this as a winnable matchup. I think Inter are should be not heavy favorites, but considerable favorites against Porto. But again, you know, Inter are pots of Inter for a reason. Like you never know what you're going to get with this. Like if, if any of the games at Barcelona show, it's like they're capable of pulling off of what seems to be the impossible, but also capable of 
shooting themselves in the foot another day. So it's going to be interesting to see that matchup as well. I think that I'd have rather have drawn Porto than Frankfurt because Frankfurt has shown its ability to win cup draws. Mm-hmm. Porto, they're fine, right? Like they're a good mm-hmm. team. And I, I look, I'll I'm say- not. I'm, good, good. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know a ton about the Portuguese league. Inter should say- again be a favorite here. Yeah, I'll say this as a. I don't know what the correct word is. Not, eh. I don't know. As a Juve fan-ish, as a reformed Juve fan, something like that, I would say never sleep on these Portuguese teams because Juve has been done dirty by them, you know, countless times, pretty seriously. So I think every I would not sleep on Porto. I think every year in the past three years, you've been knocked out by a Portuguese team. Who? I think you. I think Juve in the past three years have been knocked out by Portuguese opposition. Porto, Benfica. Well, you got to make it out of the group stage to be knocked out by a single team. Well, technically, when Benfica they lo- technically when they lost them to Benfica, the, put them to the sword this yeah. time. But yeah, no, I I agree with you, Rock. I think it's a good point to make. Where it's like these Portuguese teams, people like try to take them out because Porto is kind of of the lower tier of European leagues in people's eyes, and you know. You never know with these teams; they could pull off something miraculous. But you know, hopefully, and hopefully, all the Italian teams go through further. I I think that if you had to rank it in likelihood, right, it should be Napoli, Inter, Milan going through in the Champions League. Yep. Milan has, I think, objectively the hardest ask. I I think Inter needs to get through this. Like, I don't want to hear any pots of bullshit excuses, right? Like on paper. You're the better team. You've been playing the same system for three years now, right? Like, this team, for the most part, has been together. You should get through this draw. Porto's a good team. They're not as good as Inter. Inter should get through. Yeah. I think Napoli should get through based on the form alone that they've been playing with. I think Milan has the hardest ask, but I wouldn't be shocked if Milan gets through. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just concerned with this break coming up. And then the fact that the fixtures don't start until February, that hopefully that break doesn't become a poison pill for Napoli, where it's not like they kind of get this long break and then their form dives off a little bit. Like that's what I'm concerned about. I hope that doesn't happen, but it's a reasonable theory to have because a lot of these teams' best players, again, I don't know how it affects Napoli in particular, but a lot of these teams' best players are going to the World Cup and the drop of form is not going to be there because they're not going to be playing with the club team that often. But it remains to be seen what it's going to become of what's going to happen. Let's talk Europa League. Yep. So we can start with Juve and Nantes. Um, I mean, first of all, it it needs to be stated again every single time that we talk about Juve in the Champions League this year. How, what a disappointment it was and how lucky, legitimately lucky they are to even have wind that wound up in, in third place in their group. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not great, but I think that in this, you know, knockout round play that they're in here, they really should get through non. Like, I don't think that they should pose much of a challenge for them. You guys look better as of late. I think that they look really positive against Inter, and we'll get into that later. I think against Verona, you know, they 
had a lot of turnover, but we're still able to get to the three points. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, they're sort of a upper mid-level French like uh, league on team. Um, Eva needs to get through this. I don't really have much input other than you as the better team and should win comfortably. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I, I think that, well, again, <laughs> the thing with Juve, it's like you really don't know what Juve is going to come out either, right? It's like, you know, you, they should go through. We, we thought that with this Champions League group that they should have went through. But again, you never know with this team. So, Rocco. Yeah, I got to look I gotta look back to the pod from like early season we talked about Champions League because I feel like I should have and I think would have said that Juve – like PSG obviously was going to win the group, right? Yeah. But then, like, I was probably still butthurt from Portuguese opposition always beating Juve, so I probably would have been like, "But watch out for Benfica." Yeah, it might be in the first or second pod that we did. Um, I'm gonna of look this back season. to it. Yeah. Um, well. Yeah. Look, I mean, the team that drops from a group that's as strong as that Juve group was, the team that drops down to Europa League should win their their first tie at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to pretend I'm like some expert on non, but uh, like, where are they in the French table at this point? You know, like, uh, I'm looking this up real quick. Uh, but Juve should win, right? I don't care. I'm so tired of of the excuses from Juve. Uh, not not as in sixteenth place. So if Juve don't yeah, win, wow. Julio can honestly, I don't know, take a walk or something. I don't want to. I don't want to be too explicit on nice, plot, nice PG, nice PG cover. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they should win, even with the team that they've been running out the last few games. I think they should win. You know, I've actually been impressed with Kane. I've, I've been saying this in the chat, you know, he's on a little run of form right now. I know today he got big help from a deflection. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that ball was going out, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, but I think, but you know, he's been in the right places and he's been playing. So, you know, he's there, he's fit, he's available unlike some Serbian strikers who I know. <laughs> uh, but 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 we also said that Juve should have beat Maccabi Haifa. Tel Aviv, right? Haifa, right. Sorry. Uh, so, who knows? Juve should win. Will they win? I don't know. Will Max prioritize that? He shouldn't. Like honestly, like obviously, right? He should. He should prioritize results in the league. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Like, the World Cup goes until what? Like around until, Christmas. It goes until the twenty seventh or something. No, it's it's no, the it's, week before Christmas. Yeah, it's right? like the seventeenth. Right. So it's like. And Europa League, I'm assuming, resumes the same time as Champions League. I want to say that these fixtures are the 23rd and 16th and 23rd of January. February. I think of February. Yeah, so you will will have a much better idea of where they stand in the table by that. It's super tight now, but honestly, I I would love if it stays really tight in the table, but I would think that maybe there'll be a little bit more separation. So they'll know if they're like doing well enough to, to expend real energy in the Europa League. Right, and I yeah. still think that if Juve plays their backups, they should win in the Europa League. But again, like I was saying before, pedigree means something. Juve in Europe is a bust. <laughs> Next topic. Yeah, well, moving on to Roma. Roma versus, Roma. Roma versus Salzburg. What do you guys... That's a good draw. Yeah, that's, that's a tough a, one. That's a good draw. That's I a, mean, I that's think, fun. 
I think it's the second toughest one in the whole, like this part of the competition. Yeah, I, I agree. I also, I mean, like shout. Out, I, I know that you know, like Marco's referencing Barca and and Man United probably, but I wouldn't sleep on Ajax and Union Berlin. I think that that's a really strong matchup. Mm. Well, there as well, there are a couple really good ones here. Uh, Salzburg played really well against Milan um, in the first leg. In the second leg, they got demolished. Um, what will happen in this? I don't know. Um, Mourinho knows how to play knockout stage football. Obviously, like he has won it all, and he also just won the conference league with Rama. Um, I think Roma is a team that's going to look a lot different in February than they do in November. They should theoretically have, you know, their best player in Dybala back. They should hopefully have, a, you know, a, a more well-rested squad. And, you know, like Tammy's not going to the World Cup. Obviously, all of their Italians are not going to the World Cup. I don't think that Wijnaldum will be back, but there's the potential, right? But... So we'll see what Roma looks like at that stage. I, based on the way that Salzburg played against Milan over the course of two games, I think Roma is probably a better team. I think that Roma should get through. The thing with Roma is, though, is that I can totally see them blowing this. I can totally see Salzburg winning like 7-1 on aggregate somehow. Um I think that they should get through, though. I think that this is a team that will be stronger come February. Salzburg didn't show me enough against Milan, especially, you know, in that – I guess they didn't really have much to play for. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could have technically have gone through, I think, on that last day. But Milan really blew them out of the water on that last match day 4-0. Um, yeah, I mean, gun to my head, I, I have to pick Roma here, but – Roma's also another team, you know, that wouldn't shock me if they go out and disappoint everybody. Yeah, I I, I kind of disagree. I think that they are going to go through, and I'll tell you why. Because I think this break coming up is going to be monumental for Roma. Because I think a lot of their players right now, we've talked about on the pod, where especially the defenders, they look gassed. They look absolutely exhausted. So this break alone is going to help them hopefully get rejuvenated a little bit. That's one. Two, and more importantly, you possibly have the January window to retool even more because I know I understand that uh, the owners paid down the debt, some more of the debt or refinanced the debt. I forget the exact terminology. I think it was refinanced. They refinanced it, but they basically like paid it up front in a weird way. I don't know if refinance was the right word that they should have used, but that's what they said. So I think that frees up more capital for them to possibly invest. And I think that it's more of, okay, we, we're sustaining this amount of competitiveness up until this crazy condensed schedule that we have to go with before the World Cup. Then you have a whole month off of the World Cup where I think, correct if I'm wrong, but I think only Dybala is the only one that's going to the World Cup. So mine is him. From, from the Roma squad? From the Roma squad. Smalling get called? I don't think so. Which is also a big mistake, but we can get into yeah. Southgate mistakes yeah. and it'll be a whole other thing. But um, yeah, so I, I think that this break is going to help them immensely. And I think that because of that, that they'll be even better suited to play Salzburg and go through. So I, I put this as a Roma as a considerable favorite to go through. Um, especially. You know, like- Sorry, go ahead. I, I, I don't want to sound like some Italian, you know, like Serie A shill or Stan or whatever you want to call me. 
But I, I think that, I think that there should be three of of the five fixtures going forward in Europe. There should be three Italian locks in Napoli, Juve, and Roma. I think that all three of those teams should go through comfortably. I think that Inter, Inter should get through. Like maybe it's like it just like if if like. You know, if those guys are very comfortably, I think Inter should get through comfortably. And then I think, like, toss-up to maybe not favorite it is Milan. I think Milan's the only one that you should really be like, I'm not shocked. Yeah. And we're not going to touch conference league. It's just no point. It's disappointment all around. In That's my where opinion. losers go. Yeah. Um, but, you know, to start t- touch on really quickly, Lazio, complete disappointment. They should be in the Europa League. Don't know how they didn't finish top of the group. They're skilled enough to do it. And then yeah. with Fiore, Fiore, I literally have no idea what's going on with that team. You know, one day they look like match beaters, and the other day they look like they play. They just have to play in Serie A. Well, I, I think, you know, and we can turn to Serie A now, I guess, yeah. if you want. Mm-hmm. And if we want to kick off with Fiore, I think, like, you know, I think last year I would have agreed with what that with, with what you just said. I think last year I would have been like Fiore goes from looking like a world beater to looking like they don't belong on the pitch with anyone. I think like a part of that was that they had Deuce on last year. Part of that was maybe that like Italiano was still like new and, and, and figuring out this interesting style of play, blah, blah, blah. This year I don't feel that. This year I'm like they most of the time look not that good. Uh, and and coming off of the most recent game that they had against Salernitana, I don't think that they looked convincing. I think that they had a few opportunities. And like, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack a second and be like, okay, like look, like Salernitana is not a slouch anymore, right? Like first half of last season, Salernitana was definitely a team that everyone should have beat up on, and yeah. that's not the case anymore. Mm-hmm. But Fiorentina's a good team. They have a lot of continuity. I think that they have a better a better coach, and I think you know, playing at home, playing at the Artemio Franchi, you should probably be able to pick up an easy three points. And those were not easy three points. I mean, Fiorentina scored their second goal late, and they were doing things like going into the corner and, and protecting the ball. Yeah, and- I think I think that they just kind of well because they were basically the game was Salernitana was a point above them. So obviously, like I think. When it's that close of a game with a person, with a team that close to the table, I think you kind of go into point preservation mode. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah. But, but like, I guess like the point that I'm trying to say is it's like they're there, right? Like, I think that like everyone has this like tendency to like put Fiorentina on a pedestal and be like, they're playing interesting soccer. Oh, like they have such interesting young players. And it's like, okay, but like the reality is, is like, and they're on pretty good form right now. I think that they've won th- their last three. Yeah. But it's not been a convincing three straight wins. You know, it's not like they've been, like, going out and getting the fucking win. And, and, and everyone's like, wow, like, Fiore looks good. Like, this last game against Fiorentina, uh, against Fiorentina, it was like, no, that could have that could have gone either way. Like, straight mm-hmm. up could have been a Fiorentina draw. Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, 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 complete, I completely agree with you that on that. You know, it's... um. I think I also think it's like the league as a whole. I think is starting to f- it will not start. I think they have figured out the Italiano way 
of how he plays. I think that a lot more teams, when they go into Fiore or Fiore come to them, they're more suited to say, okay, we know how you play. We know where your tendencies are. We're just going to sit in a style that you're just not going to be able to break. And then from that point, it's like, okay, try something else. And I don't think that no, they have the flexibility to do that. And, and not and not to like beat dead horse again, right? Because I recognize that I am beating the dead horse here. But like their last three wins have been against Sampdoria, Spezia, and Salernitana. Mm-hmm. I think those aren't impressive opponents. Salernitana is definitely the best at this point of those three teams. Mm-hmm. But like those are three teams that Fiore should be beating, and like they won two of those games, two one, and just won them. And then they beat Samp 2-0. Like, I'm unimpressed with them. They're not getting a European spot this year. And I think, like, that has to be the goal for a team like them. Like, yeah. last mm-hmm. year, they, like, looked like, – like, literally progressing. It looked like that they were going to be at that stage this year. Where it was like, wow, like, they're going to be fighting for Europe next year. They're going to be fighting for not just, like, Conference League, but maybe a Europa League spot. And I, I just don't see that. Yeah, no, I, I, I 100% agree. Um, I really don't have much to add to that. Um, I know, Rock, we lost you a little bit with the Wi-Fi. Are you good now? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Okay, perfect. I don't know what happened, but because, I'm because the, we talk Capitale next? Well, I was about to say, the first place we're going is the Capitale. So I'm going to go to Rock on this one. What were your thoughts on the game? Uh, I mean, like... I wish Gaetano was on. Actually, I'm happy Gaetano was not on because, like, look, Lazio, I guess, you, I guess they played better, but, like, they won because of one instance, right, one mistake from Ibanez. Um, you are – sorry, I was thinking of my old team. Roma is, like – it feels like so much in a space where they just need to, like, bide their time until they get guys back. And it's like against good teams, it's really tough. Huh? Uh, I thought Zaniolo was pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm doing this podcast. I thought Zaniolo was pretty good. Huh? And uh, yeah, I don't know. They they got to do more. They need Dybala back. But it looks like he was supposed to be back maybe for this weekend. But uh, we'll see. I don't know. Sorry, got a little distracted. No, there. no, you're good. You're good. Um, one thing I, I sorry, go sorry. Ahead, if if I can add some to that, I think like yeah, Ibanez made a bad, a, a like a really bad era. I think like Lazio had a couple like Felipe Anderson should have had two that game, uh, or was it Luis Alberto? I forget. I get them crossed in my head sometimes. Um, but Lazio should have had two. I'll say this like shout out to Lazio and Sarri. They played a really, really solid defensive game. Roma had the ball and controlled the ball from zero to 90 minutes. And they got really, like, no chances that stand out in your in your mind when you think about that game. So they defensively shut the game down. And I think, like, at the end of the game, for really, like, the last 15, 20 minutes, Roma was out of ideas, and they were just hitting the ball up in the air hoping that Tammy could bring it down and do something with it. And it wasn't working. Lazio outplayed them tactically. Um, Lazio fans, of course, were Lazio fans. So (laughs) thank you for being the worst human beings on the planet. Again, you never cease to amaze me. 
Um, obviously disappointed in it. I, I wanted Roma to win, but they didn't deserve the win. I think. You know, I think I think Volpato's looked pretty good though. I think he Volpato's looked pretty looked good very in the game too. Um, yeah, they're just a little undermanned right now. You know. Yeah, totally. I think if they can stick around, be there or thereabouts for fourth place, and then, you know, hopefully get one Alden and Dybala back after the World Cup. I think that they still stand a chance of getting into the top four. I think that I agree with that. I still, th- like, I still take them in top four over Lazio. You know, Lazio second me. right now. You know, like they have points in hand. But like, <laughs> what I'll say about Roma is like I don't remember the last time that I, I don't know if I've seen a team that looks this much different with their best player than this iteration of Roma. Because, like, when they have Dybala... I mean, this, Juve looked a lot better when Ronaldo wasn't there. He was holding them back so much for those when, three years. When Dybala's on the pitch, I think Roma looks so fluid and, like, silky. And that attack is, like, really, like, more so what people envision. I think Zaniolo is kind of, like, in, like, the last phase of getting found out, like, He's a good physical player, but like he really needs a guy like Dybala pulling the strings. Like he, he's struggling a lot without him, and he's playing really hard. And he, you know, like but props like, to him. It's tough watching it because he's like getting into great spaces and getting yeah. really good chances, and like doing really well. But it's like the last bit isn't there right now. So it's like, uh, well, is he I'm still? Impressed. Is he still like twenty three years old? Is he still pretty young? Fairly. Yeah, young. I think he is still really young. I'm impressed with his physical facts. ability. Like he, he takes players on. He invites challenges. Like he is 23. Yeah, I mean he's good. Tammy's been underwhelming this year. You know he's squandering yeah. a lot of chances. Pellegrini's been injured too. Like that can't go. Like he, he got hurt during that Lazio game, so he's missed. He missed the last game against Sauce and. No, he, you know, I guess no like, Tammy, Tammy played against us. No, I'm talking uh, about Pellegrini. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. He was ice cold on those penalties last week, though. He was. And, I mean, like, while we're on the topic of Roma, I guess we can talk about the Sauce game, too, yeah. right? Like, first of all, shout out Roma support. One, for not being, like, Nazio. And two, like, I mean, like, they come out. Like, you know, like, I know that the Mafe is a place where, like, the away support usually outnumbers the home support, but... It felt like a Roma home game. Um, that game was wide open. It probably wasn't the best defensive game that Roma's ever played. Um, Karsdorp may have played his last game for Roma. He may have really yeah. played his last game for Roma. Well, so he, they, they never confirmed what player Mourinho was talking about, but everyone's like, it's hinting, Karsdorp. It's Karsdorp. It's Karsdorp. Yeah. I mean, if you watch the replay, he just doesn't get back. He just doesn't care. He just doesn't get back. Wait, can you just say what like what was said? I guess. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Apparently, Mourinho after the game went into the locker room and told his players that one of the players betrayed the, the spirit of the team, and he told the players that you're the one that betrayed the spirit of the team. You're not gonna play here anymore. You got to find a new club in January. <laughs> and he's and he's, that's what he's saying in it. the pro, in the press conference. And everyone's just like, what? He's like, the players know who he is because I yelled dead at him, and he knows who he is. He has to find a new club in January because he's not playing here ever again. And a, a lot of the reports are are reporting that it's Karsdorp. Look, I mean, that's incredible. I wouldn't want to play him, and I feel like Mourinho's the type of guy that doesn't like bullshit about that. Yeah. So 
you know, but a lot of positives to take away from that. I think that they had good chances. I think um, Shmurvedev <laughs> looked really positive. Not even that difficult of a name. Shmurvedev. Uh, actually, I don't know. Yeah, Shmurvedev. Yeah. Shmurvedev looked positive. I think. Tammy had moments where he looked positive, but again, he came on as a sub. Dude, Jose's been shitting on him a bit too, right? Well, Tammy deserves to get shit on. Well, a Tammy bit. hasn't been very good, but no. Jose's been like, maybe he's too focused on the World Cup. And ultimately, like I know we'll talk about this either later or or maybe we'll do a World Cup episode. But um, yeah, Tammy didn't make the World Cup squad, and I think as much as I'd like to see him there, as much as I still think he's a very good striker, he probably didn't deserve to make the World Cup squad for no. him. That's a, that's what um, I was. His, his output's just been uh, down lately. Like there are a couple of players in Italy from England that deserve to make it that didn't, and we'll get in, onto that later. Um, but you know, like Zaniolo had his moments, but like got a stupid yellow card. Like of course, Zaniolo of did course the most we're here thing. talking about Zaniolo as Guy is dialing in. This is perfect. I see his stupid <laughs> smirk right now. It's like I don't want to hear it. This is. Everything I needed. But this I mean, is the like, perfect. Zaniolo got brought down. I thought it was a. I thought it was a foul, and he gets up and like looks like he's gonna go literally attack the referee. And I was like, "Yep, that's Zaniolo." Like, so now he's missing Roma's last game before the break. Classic. It was probably on purpose to get an early vacation because that's how. Zaniolo well, he has to go see the kid. His, oh, his kid. Go, that's not yeah. his kid. Oh, sorry, sorry. The, I said the kid. I didn't say it was his or not. I said his kid. <laughs> I want so, him to come find me. Yeah, come come to Yonkers, see what's up. Um, he would, he would, yeah, he, he would. would. He would. One petty pocket that gets ten listeners softy, a week. Um, hey, hey! Right, who do you have? Me and Marco or Mancini and Zaniolo? They are taller Mancini, than both of us. Mancini and Zaniolo. Yeah, they're are dude, you serious? dude. They're taller and pro a- they're pro athletes. You can't fight. They're pro- way better. Mancini looking. would end up hitting Zaniolo. Mancini's not that much better looking than us. I don't, I don't know and why. Did anyone watch Zaniolo? Lazio very Monza? cool. No. And what's he? What'd you say? Sorry, said again. Lazio Monza. I saw. Look, I saw I, bits what, and pieces. What kills me about Lazio, man, is that it's like, like they come out and they play with this fire in the in, in the derby, and then they look pedestrian against Monza, honestly, and win one. Yeah, but yeah, but you can make that case about any team. Like it's not just Lazio, right? It's like the big games. Every not about week. Napoli. First of all, how are we talking about Julio's yeah. favorite team without him being here? Whoa, whoa. He's, at, he's, at, he's at the gym and he tried getting in. I was like, I'm not hearing weights clank <laughs> while we're doing a Zoom. That's not happening. Two, Mike, why don't you tell us what's really bothering you about Lazio? We both know what it is. Oh. Romagnoli? I don't want to talk about him. <laughs> he's an evil person and he'll get what he deserves. Apparently, after life. after the, the derby win, he went to the reporter. He's like, now, I think he said I'm on the right side of Rome yes. or something like yes. that. No, but he's yeah. been a scumbag his whole life. He was a scumbag. <laughs> Do you remember when he got transferred to Milan and he uploaded a picture of him in a Lazio jersey? That's what I'm saying. I get it. I get it, right? He's a Lazio fan from childhood, which says a lot about him. But but like he's also a professional soccer player, right? And it's like he doesn't act professional, but nah, he's a child. He's always been a child. <laughs> I'm loving all the hate oh towards him God. now. Despite him having like a spectacular season. He he's looked that, really that good. That lots of defense has looked he has good. good. They have looked good, yeah. I look you say what you want to say, they're in second place, right? Like their play on the pitch is has been pretty extraordinary. I already said it. This is my new take. 
Napoli seventh was my take at the beginning of the season. New take, new take. I thought you said new team Not- too. I was, I was like, you can't no, keep switching no, on no. us, Rocco. The people on the podcast that'd be a can't radical switch. switch for you. At, uh, oh, at the beginning of the season, Napoli seventh was my new take. Now, Lazio's not going to make the top four. Put it oh, in writing. Oh, they're not that making would be the most Lazio shit ever. Remember, you know what? It's my favorite thing is that they were winning in 2020, and then COVID happened, yeah. and then all Lazio fans like, but if not for COVID, we win a Scudetto. No, you don't. No, you wouldn't have. <laughs> Nothing was ever going to make you some win. Some would Scudetto. say. Shut the fuck up. Some would say it was karma for some of the transgressions of Laziali. Um, that's, not, that's what I'll tell say. Tell us more, guys. <laughs> no, that's all I want to say. Hey, you guys experienced <laughs> it firsthand, not me. We're yeah, losing all of our Laziali listeners. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> that's, that's where our biggest listening with. core comes from. Is the I think after Julio's, we yeah. lost all of the Fiore fans with Julio's previous tirades, <laughs> and now Lazio fans are leaving us. So. Looks like looks like we're on the left side of, of things. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Uh, no. Did we did we talk Juve yet? No. Well, we talked UCL stuff, but we haven't. <laughs> I want to talk about Juve. Why, sure. why do you come in like? Should we talk Juve? He's go, go, go. That's, That's all I live for. That's yeah. all I live for. He's missed like what six episodes? We've had Listen, seven. This all season. All I'm saying is Juve. No, you you know what you have to say. They're gonna win it. No, not that. Oh. Evil always Evil wins. does always win. Mike brought this upon all of us. You realize this, right? <laughs> Mike was, I will bet 100% Juve will never be higher than Milan in the standings That's not what he year. said. He did say He did say that. That does not sound like a quote. No, Mike, it, no, Mike said Juve will 100% not win the league. No, said, no yeah, he I said, said yeah. that's right. No, he said Milan would be higher than I'm, Juve. I listen, I'm, I'm, no, I'll take that still. No, no, that, no, I'll you're, take that still. Yeah, no. see, he's saying it now. He's <laughs> no. saying it now. He, what he said was, he said that when you talk about the points, he was saying when he got his predictions right, he Perhaps. was saying, it's like, I will never go Same lower thing. than this for the rest of the 38 games. Same thing. Literally, he's in second place right now. Same so, thing. Listen, you don't, you don't put that into the, into the ethos. You just, you just don't. Evil always. Ganal looks at me like he's like he's. I'm scared. It's, I'm scared. It's like the dog with like the war helicopters and the fire meme going on. I will get me. a Juve tattoo if they win the Scudetto Stop. this year. Stop. 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 You're gonna get a J. You're gonna get a you J. Gotta get the J, J on your heart. If 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 Juve win this if Juve win the Scudetto, Mike, you have to get the J, the new J, the really like sexy stylish and, J. And Quaranta sul campo. I'm so confident that that won't happen. Wait, actually, and if it did, on. I would just spell die around it. I, I have a better one. I have a better Yeah, I think he should get... What's the, the shield that they have with the, with the number of Scudetti that they think they won? Oh, it's like the it's like the Italy thing. Yeah, it's, it's like, like 40 it, or 30. Like, I don't know what it is. It's like the Italy crush when you, when you win it, yeah, but they have the number on the it. It's going up by the day. <laughs> I think it's up around 50 now. 50 Scudetti. Uh, yeah. 50 all right, I'm bringing this back. I got to rein this in. All right, you guys, you guys, you guys are going I got, wild. I got lots of things. You guys are going wild. Speaking of Juve, though, they're on, they've won their past five games. That's what I'm saying. They're on a crazy run of form, and they beat Inter. Did you watch the Derby? Yes. What did you think of the Did derby? you watch the Derby guy time? No, I don't. I don't see my brother during the week. He, like, just <laughs> go, he goes in and out of my house. What did you think of the game? I pretended not to, but I did watch it. I thought Inter did what they've done all year. They missed. They squandered great opportunities. I thought that second half. I thought Juve looked looked awful. But what I will say is that, um, 
Well, one, they played Allegri ball. They counterattacked yeah. very well. That's who they break. are, though. Yeah. That's who they are. And, and they had the players to do it. Kostic looked great. That save, that don't know. Check this out, check this out, check this out. Cross-stitch. Because he crosses the ball. I don't know how he did it. Just like, what was it, Dovlamo? (laughs) Dovlamo? Dovlamo. Dovlamo, sorry. Um, No, I I thought, I kept thinking to myself, if Lukaku's in this game, it's a game changer. But he's hurt. And I I went into that game at the J. You know, what are they going to do? You know, I, I, I think have, you mean the Allianz trademark arena. <laughs> yeah, everyone keeps saying the Jet. I know, is there yeah, called yeah, I, that. I know we we call it the Jet. No, you call it the Jet. I will J. forever call no, it. No, I call it the J too. Yeah, I call it the Jet. You guys are curious of City out this, but keep going. <laughs> no, it's, I I had very little expectations going to that game. Um What was your what was your prediction? He didn't have one. I unfortunately missed the pot. He he matched the lowest. I cut him a little slack because he he complained. But I I think in our predictions, I picked Juve to lose. I mean, Juve to win. No, you picked Inter. Ah, And the one that we do separately. Ah, okay. But I thought, they're going to the J. It is no Lukaku. I think Lukaku was still healthy at the time. No, he wasn't. He was hurt going to the WWE. But Lukaku, I think Lukaku, that's a game changer. And I'm... Sad to see how much how much time he's missed. Um, I think Inter's a completely different team when he plays. Or I wouldn't say completely different. They're definitely much more efficient team when he's in when he's in the squad. Um, and dynamic too. He, I'm just gonna say something here about Inter and about Inter fans that really grinds my gears. Jekko is Jekko is the most underrated striker from the past decade. He's out there getting goals for you guys. Doing everything. It's, it's not Zeko's fault. I like to to say Zeko's a bust is a huge like that that's just pouring it on thick, right? He's doing what a 36-year-old does. Right? Like he's good, he's not gonna be Mr. Consistent. He hit a world in. He hit a world in yeah. like but he's not he's not a starting number nine on a on a, a quote scudetto challenging team. No, that's fair. He's that's not fair. He's not. You you pay for you pay again quotes you pay for Lukaku and he's supposed to be the guy and there's no doubt that yeah, he's the starter there's some real fraudulent conveyance shit going on with <laughs> Lukaku right now but I don't want to get into that oh here we go um I think uh Paratici cooked the books for that one too but he uh I know I just I I don't think there's really anything to blame I thought Rabiot looked great Kostas looked great Onana looked great Kostic had maybe the game of the season for any Juve player. Probably. I mean, definitely the game of the season. Uh, what am I saying? I mean, it's not really a high bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pro- probably, to be honest. Don't I, say that to Julio. <laughs> I thought uh, Bremer played really well. What could have been? Uh, Lautaro, disappointing. Um, I, that that there's, And we said this when Perisic left, or at least we, I think I said it, is... Inter now don't have a player that could beat you off the dribble. They don't. They they don't. Pedisic was the only guy that could do it, and now Lukaku is probably the only other one on the team, and he's been hurt. There's yeah. little, and Lukaku is not Pedisic. And Correa is not Correa. And Correa, Correa, don't even get yeah. me started on Correa. I've been so disappointed. I was such a big fan of him, um, and he's been truly not just a bust. That that is a bust. Do you guys do you guys miss Sanchez? I'm thinking about yeah. this. Yeah, really? Sanchez. What, 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 what they call the him? The bull? T- no, they call the lion. The lion trapped in a cage. Yeah, I do miss the lion. Arsenal great. Arsenal great. Yeah, it, or just something like that. We don't yeah. have anybody like that. 
You no mean, players that can beat anybody off the dribble. What about like tenacity? Lautaro? He's not a crafty. He's shifty, he, yeah, but not really. He's not. And you know the thing is like it's out wide where you really need that craftiness because you have Dumfries and I guess your starting left back is Darmian. No, Demarco. It's Demarco. Gosens? What happened to Gosens? Gosens. Oh, he sucks. Himself. Gosens. Gosens would have fit Conte's system really well, yeah. but he doesn't fit in Inzaki's. They play the same type of formation, mm. but it's very different as to what he, re- he he expects from his wingbacks. The wingbacks are much more technical in Inzaki's exactly. and system. Like, did you hit, did you see the free kick DiMarco hit? Yeah, but didn't Gozens have like ten goals that have long? Well, yeah, yeah, but how he, how does he score those yeah, goals? It's crosses in from the right, right post because Dumfries is a terrible crosser yeah. of the ball, and also the right backs aren't dealing mm-hmm. on the ball. As soon as they get space, they're putting that loop ball back post every single time. Yeah, exactly. Um, I saw that Chelsea wants your boy Dumfries. Honestly, I, for the price tag, you should do it. I think. Yeah. He, I think so. I listen. I think Dumfries is one of the best professionals I've seen playing at Inter. You know, hashtag Pazza. Um, really, Crybaby Dumfries? I, I I would be pretty upset with Dumfries. I think Dumfries, in terms of like mental makeup, is top top four in the top five in the locker room. I would put like Skriniar, Handanovic, probably Dumfries like third, and Lukaku like right there. I will put Lukaku. Lukaku's ahead, yeah. sure. No, I put him before. I put him weaker than that. No, Lukaku's mentally, mentally as a so. leader of the team, but without sorry, a doubt, I'm um, taking my favorite point. But no, I, I think Dumfries in terms of uh, intangibles would be missed, but in terms of technical ability, I don't think so. At all. Yeah, but the, 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 but the thing is, like, if you lose a Dumfries, it's like who do you bring in to replace? Because you had Hakimi, he's gone. Dumfries. Gone. There's no many. There's one. There's not many teams that play that but type of everyone style. Everyone said. Everyone said that about about what's it called too, about Hakimi. when Akimi left. No, but what I'm saying and we is we found Denzel Dumfries bring back Akimi for yeah, but that was a PSV. You could bring back Akimi. Yeah, but for that less. was but that was a what's it called that was a PSV team that played with the three back system at times. So you can find what, wingbacks there, there. I mean, like that's that's like not a question for us to answer, exactly. right? Like they'll go out and they'll find their guy. Yeah, I think, like, also, it's Beppe Morata. I trust him with with finding anybody. How's that kid Bellanova been playing? I like him. When he comes on, he's he's raw. He's very raw. He's very good. He has very, he's a little Malatesta. But he's very athletic. Like he he he's yeah. similar to Dumfries in that word. Like he's yes. very direct and he's very like he's wicked fast. He's very and he's he's more technical than Dumfries yeah, though. But he, and he's young, which is huge. Yeah. But honestly, the thing that upset me the most was Juve's um Cambiaso. I like him a lot. Cambiaso. The left back that they have. I think he's on loan. Rocco was Genoa. Genoa. Is it? He was at Genoa. I he was on Genoa. Is it no, Monza? It yeah. Really is quickly, lower on Genoa. Shout out to Regina for a big 2 1 win over <laughs> Genoa to put themselves back in second place in City. He's at Bologna. He's at Bologna. I, I do like Cambiaso. I think Cambiaso has been, been pretty good. Of course you like Cambiaso. It's in your blood. Yeah. Yeah. He has to go to the name. <laughs> No, but that, that's that's really all I have to say. Well, uh, then you, you go out and get a big six-one win. Yeah, but they were down one nothing, so it. Um, yeah, Marco with the brace. I mean, he's a goal scoring fiend. Listen, I I said it like half joking in the group chat, but I'm kind of starting to actually believe my own joke. Dimarco is the best Inter Academy player to come out uh, in the past ten years. <laughs> You know who's the second? And that includes Zaniolo. You know who's the second best? David De Santon. I miss him. Oh, <laughs> happy retirement, Santon. Happy retirement. Uh, I just want to say one really other quick note about former NBC. I feel bad for fucking Sensi, man. Did you guys see uh, that? Yeah. He, he's, I feel he's, bad at this him. point. He's no, just getting unlucky. Happened? 
He, he basically he was checking in for a ball. The ball came in. I think he went to turn out, and the way the guy slid in from behind, he like locked his leg. It was like a scissor esque tackle from behind, mm. and he fell down, but his leg was like locked in between the legs, and he had to get like carried off the field. I think it was like a, just like oh, a shit. compound he was fracture. Crying and got carried off the pitch. Well, yeah, I mean the guy on like when he first signed for Inter, I'll never forget this, and he played that first Derby d'Italia. I was in California watching this. He looked amazing, and then he got hurt, and from that point on, he just hasn't been the same. I think on his day he had the skill, but it's just like he keeps getting unlucky with injuries. And at this point, you just want to see him finish a season without any injuries. Like poor guy. Obviously, you know if you're listening to this, Sensi, get well soon. I don't know if that much is that going to help, but um, yeah, it's just, it just a shame. But yeah, Mike, do you have anything else to add on there, or is that just really it? I just love my pots. I guess we'll move on to uh, to Milan. Yeah, Mikey, this is your show. Yeah, bad. Bad two games. Really fucking bad two games. Barely eke by a 10-man Spezia 2-1. Not good. It's like Giroud bails you out and then does the Balotelli like 2012 celebration. Great body. Incredible shape. What? Took his shirt off the Balo against Germany. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, they didn't, they didn't look convincing against Spezia. And then, you know, there's not really much to add against Cremonese. They didn't really do anything special, and they drew. Um, they are too good to be dropping points to bottom-of-the-table teams. You know, like, Cremonese is sitting in 18th now. Like, you, you can't drop those points. I don't, I don't really have much to add other than Milan played a near-full-strength lineup there. And true, like it's yeah. not good. It's an embarrassing result. But Milan has these results. I mean, if you think back to last year, like I remember sitting in your guys' living room in like February and being like, they drew with Spezia. It's over. You know, yeah. so I don't, I'm not gonna like go off the the rails here and be like, it's done. It's over. Milan sucks. But bad result. I mean, especially now, it puts you eight points out of reach of Napoli or so. You know, I, I, there are harder games to come, so those are games where you should be making up points. I think now for Milan to make up ground, they're going to have to, I mean, they're only 14 played, right? But, like, you're going to have to bank on Napoli dropping some points. Uh, question for you. Did we discuss the call-ups yet? No, no. we hadn't done call-ups. We were thinking we were going to save them for either later this pod or for a well, World since, Cup special. special World Cup. Episode. I think World World Cup. I think we should talk about Tomori. I think it's. I think that is the most crazy. ridiculous. I think it's crazy. I cannot. It's the most it. English thing ever, though. I would have guessed this would. He doesn't play in England. Yeah, they don't call players who don't play in England. But tell me this: How can you rationally tell me that one one that Harry Maguire is better than Smalling, which is bullshit? <laughs> Because Smalling is having quietly one of the best seasons this year and carryover from last year. Chris Smalling had a great year last year. He's continuing it this year. And not for nothing, he's not just a good defender. He brings a really dangerous aerial presence on set pieces. That's a guy who should be on that team. He's better. But since we're taking a brief look at this, the England defenders – yeah, looking at them now. That's the sad part. It's what it's comp- compared to. I don't know. So Trippy is a wing back, right? Yeah. And so is Alexander Arnold, and so is Kyle Walker. 
I don't know, Marco, who's Benjamin White? So Ben Ben so, White's pretty good. I like Ben White, but well, he's so, not better no, than either no, of those no, two. No, but see, here, here's what I'm debating. Nor right? is McGuire. Definitely nor is McGuire. Is Mings on the team? Did Mings make no, it? Then it's, no, the other Connor defenders Cody are John Stones, Eric Dyer, oh, Connor, Cody, and Luke Shaw. God. Yeah, so I can tell you right now that that, that left back spot's going to be not, but that's not the qu- the question here is though out of those center backs that you listed, Smalling and Tamori should start over all of them as a Tamori is the best English center back. 100%. He's so gifted. He's so tactically What sound. does he have? I yeah, but he's a, he's he's a coward. He ran from England. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't have the cr- he doesn't have the weight of the crest. Of Manchester yeah, United. No, no, he he, he ran it's from England. Crazy. Meanwhile, the the U system that he was in at Chelsea didn't have an English center back in their fucking system yeah. on the roster. Yeah. Like it makes no fucking sense. Sorry for explicit. Honestly, it just like further entrenches my uh, my anti English ways. Like I, I will root for it. Look, Southgate's an idiot. Like, yeah. do I? Actively root against England, a hundred percent. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly the English fans. Yeah, we're losing everyone. Those listeners are gone. Are we? Are we Lazio with annexing everybody? <laughs> well, good thing that they don't have podcasts in rural Lazio, so that way we're not really losing anyone. Rural Lazio. No, no, I mean, like, look, like, seriously, I think it's like Southgate is doing. A disservice to a team that should be challenging for a World Cup. Yep. I don't think that they can challenge because of the way that he's going to manage them and because of some of the personnel decisions he's making. Agreed. Bring back Capello. 100%. So, someone was asking me, you know, the English team is pretty loaded. Why aren't they predicted to, to do well? I was like, I think they have probably, out of all the, the challengers, they probably have the worst coach. Yeah. Totally, I totally agree with and that. And I'm not gonna lie, like, this, like, sorry to divulge a little bit more into England, but it's like when you look at this talent pool, this is probably the biggest talent pool of an England team yep. we've seen yep. in our Better. lifetimes right yep. now. Yep. Like both attacking, like all three attacking midfield and defense. It's like it's it's freaking wild to me, honestly. Like I I can't. There's no center back on the English team that should be playing over tomorrow. Should be playing, not just picked, playing over tomorrow. Yeah, no. A single I, I, the, the literal reason, the only reason, is that he's not playing in England. If he played for fucking Bournemouth, he'd be on that. The team. sad, the sad thing is, is like, what else does he have to do? He won a Scudetto. He's in the Champions League. He's playing well in the Champions League. He has to, he has to beat Chelsea on a cold night in Milan. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> no, uh, the Tammy Abraham snub makes a little bit yeah, more I sense. Guess, yeah, I yeah we, we talked about that a little bit earlier, and I think that that. Is yeah, he's just been off. Yeah, he's been. Crazy. Tammy's more talented than <laughs> Callum Wilson, but I understand the logic makes sense to me. Callum Wilson is, you know, in form. I'm gonna take that guy over Tammy. Yeah. I probably would have made the, the same decision. Um, yeah, and I totally know who Callum Wilson is too. So yeah, 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 totally. He's one of the top Definitely 23 is. English players in the world. Yeah, yeah I bet. Eric Kane. Shut up. Uh, the fact that he's the captain still just like boils my blood. Um, How could he not be? <laughs> but, but moving along. Look at him. Back Let's get off this we were, topic. We were, we were talking about Milan. Are, uh, Mike, are you worried? No, I'm not worried. There's, I a, mean, like, there's a zebra uh, breathing down your back now. I, I've never been afraid of zebras, oh, especially. He's just, he's They're very intimidating. He's, he's he actually, he actually loaded zebra tranquilizer he's into his doubling, gun. He's doubling down. I hate this so much. Uh, so this is what I'll say here about... Uh, Milan, I think like I still think 
that if you're giving me Milan against the field, I take Milan because they're the team that did it last year. They're the team with the experience to do it. They don't have Limone and Zaghi at the helm, which I think makes a difference. I love Um, that. I actually love that. I think, look, like legitimately, like Saudi teams that are not Juve fall off. And you can you can bet on that. Other than like the ninety-eight point Napoli team that just lost it. Uh I think like not Lazio's gonna fall off. I think Napoli's gonna fall off. Um it's a it's really a question of how much Lazio falls off. I think like I could see them, you know, like they, they can't sustain this incredible form the entire year. But if they can you know, keep it near that. Obviously, like that's bad for Milan, but I, I'm not worried. I think that this team is good enough. I think Pioli's good. Pioli's good enough. I think not too many of Milan's players are going to the World Cup. They should come back relatively refreshed, able to go out there and play again. I, I'm not concerned. The I, only one I that I would worry about for World Cup uh, activity is Giroud and Benacer. Yeah, Benacer, but Benacer is young. It you takes know, a bigger toll on Giroud. But he's also injury prone. That's what that's what I was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And also, like Benacer is like the key midfielder in the Algerian midfield, as he is for Milan too. So and Teo's like, going to be playing. Yeah, Teo's going to be the last. So no, France didn't. I, I don't want to get into this too much, but France brought one pure wing back, and it's Teo, which I think is hilarious. Like Teo, I love him, but I hate him. But Me and Marco. he's uh, he's going to be playing a lot. Me and Marco were laughing the other day because for our uh, for our soccer team, he plays center back, I play fullback, and we're like, "Are we the Hernandez brothers?" Huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I guess like in my head, like because of how bad Juve actually is, I don't think of them as in fourth place. But I'm not worried about the J. I think the J will fall off. Did you see the quotes from Deschamps about Pogba? Uh, just, just no, briefly, briefly about how you know there there aren't that many personal issues, but except for Pogba's, which is an internal matter, I found that to be very um, shady, very shady. I thought, what does that even mean? I have no idea. I have no idea. But I mean, his knee looked fine when you were dancing in that video. One, I got, I got one last question for for him on for you on Milan, Mike. Are you worried about the Catalan? All right. So I mean, like. We're going to lose all of our Milan fans here, so this is a bad question. <laughs> We've lost all key to the crap. This is a tonight. fire to the barn type of pod. <laughs> Thank you for uh, listening look, all these months. <laughs> he's young. He, he'll figure it out. I think that he's a good player. He's very talented. I think the one thing that I think about the Catalera is like, Maybe some Milan fans are a little delusioned about what level of player he was, because I think that if he's the player that you're all saying that he is, he'd have figured it out already. He can't get onto the pitch. I mean, like part of that is that Brahim's playing really, really well again this year. Um, the Catholic has looked, objectively speaking, not good. Um, yeah, but like Brahim knows he has to because they spent on this guy for sure. Job for sure, but like. You know, like, I, I guess, like, you know, it's also a huge adjustment coming from Belgium to, to Italy. Like, that that's a that's a huge step up in quality. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not, like, concerned about it. I think he, he needs more time. And, like, he might be a guy that needs, like, the better part of two years to figure it out. And I think that 
I'm not worried about it. I think that like the better way to put it is that like my expectations were like lower at this time than most Milan fans. I think so, most Milan fans. Like, where do you project him? Like, give me a comp player that you're like, I think he'll get to this level. Or like, if he gets to this level, I'll be happy. Cabrasset. No, um, I don't know. I think like, <laughs> will he ever be as good as like Dybala? I will leave the I don't right think now. so. But you know, like, <laughs> I, I think like, no, nah, I mean, like, I'm not like fucking around about that. I think like, if you look at like peak Dybala, right? Like, Current I don't think CDK gets to that level. I think that he might be like just a step below that. So, he's a very good player. So you're telling me he's not the next coming of Kaka? Very few get to the level of Dybala. But yeah, people compare him to Kaka. I guess he's he's big. I, that was a crazy thing, right? Like yeah. he's a tall guy that plays the 10 role. It's like Kaka, if not for some injuries, like is like a top like one of my favorite players player of all time, you know, like yeah. his time at Milan was like some of the best football by an individual of all time. Like insane that people are making that comp because you just also can't put that on a kid. Like you can't put that on. A You're the next Riki Kaka. Oh, great. Thanks yeah. for that. Like, you know, that that's not cool to do. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think he'll be a very good player. I think like, I don't know. People were saying, you know, like, Obviously, like, Kakala comparisons are crazy. People were saying that he might get to the Prem one day. I don't know if he'll be, you know, like, a Prem-level difference maker at, like, a top-six team in the Prem. But, like, if he like, – I mean, like, it's tough to tell now, too, because, like, he just hasn't looked good. He's not De Bruyne, right? Like, No, no I mean, definitely not De Bruyne. what it sounds like people making uh, Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's Belgian kid with – you know, right. who's tall, so they want him to be De Bruyne, and, like, that's not going to happen. And look, like, the thing is, is it's, like, the, the thing that I don't like specifically right now about him is that, like, you could see the frustration on him. Whereas, like, I think, like, the thing is, is it's, like, for a lot of guys, like, you you got to just be like, hey, like, I'm on the – like, he's not celebrating with the team when they score when he's on the pitch and stuff like that. Like, I don't like that about him. Um, and people are like, oh, like I feel bad. I'm like, ah, your team is winning. Like, you know, like, yeah, go be a part of the team. I don't know. Um, I haven't been impressed. I've been like relatively like, you know, like disappointed is not the right word. Word, I guess, like underwhelmed by his level of play. But I think it's also like unfair to have expected more from him. He's got he's got like Kai Havertz vibes to me. I've always felt that way. He's worse though. <laughs> He's oh for sure worse, yeah. but in terms of like the way he plays, like he's not super fast. He's technical, but you know he's tall, lanky. Um, but yeah, that's that's my last question on Milan, I guess. Well, for Milan fans, there is I read a report that this World Cup coming up is going to be huge for Zayic to show off his skill because apparently he's been linked to Milan in the past. And yeah, they were very close that, to bringing him in the summer. Well, yeah, the reports are saying that now they're going to be looking at him and see how he does in the World Cup where he's actually playing consistently because if he does well, they're saying that in January, Milan might make a move for him yeah. to slot it on that right side, which I think would be huge. I would love to see him in Serie I think he's That's a very an upgrade. good player. That's an yeah. upgrade for sure for Milan. One, one quick thing. I'll leave this as a preview for our next episode. How the fuck mm. did CDK make that World Cup team? Say that again? Just a little taste, just a little taste of what's to come. Say that again. How did, how did the Catholic make the Belgian team? That's that's some shit. 
You got fucking Fick Tamori not making his team. Yeah, I'm gonna. You got CDK going to Qatar. Uh, we have a World Cup only segment that I literally created for the for the pod. I'm very excited for it. Yeah, I can't do it. Any, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I have it, I have Italy winning it all, so that's weird. hundred percent. I actually have them winning CONCACAF. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, what do you guys make of Atalanta these days? Man? I, like, I was gonna. That was gonna be my next they're question. They're flaming out. Yeah, they're flaming I out. Think, I think, the, of course, Mike, we, was, well, Mike wants to talk about Atalanta <laughs> now when they're flaming out rather than a couple of weeks no, ago think, when they I, were on fire. I think we all kind of anticipate this, right? Where it's like, <laughs> is it end of the dream? Not necessarily, but it's the end of them being like the top four talk. I think now. I've been thinking about this shit all week. All fucking week. Yeah, and I'm so tired of this <laughs> Atalanta mentality that's like, three points. That's a successful season. It's like, no, it's not. You were in the in the quarterfinals of the Champions League three years ago and should have gotten through PSG, but you blew yeah. it. Like, my thing is, it's like, you know, like, I don't think that this iteration of Atalanta is a team that can challenge for the Scudetto. That is... It's just beyond this team's talent level. Too many injuries. They have, like, one striker, you know, and, like, Duvon's been hurt. So, like, that's really tough to say. But I've just been thinking about this, and I'm just like, anyone who's like, oh, 40 points. It's like, no, this team should be challenging for a Europa League spot. Um, I don't think that they'll get there this year. But that's just, it's just wait, bother. Wait, where do you think they're going to finish? Yeah, where do, you, where do you have them finishing, Mike? I think like sixth to seventh, right? Like I think like Roma can jump back over them if they're fully healthy. Um, you know, I think some experts on this pod had Napoli occupying those spaces. Uh, <laughs> only well, <laughs> so hold on, hold on, hold on, because you say that only one person had Napoli in the top four out of all of us. I think it was me. It was That's you. neither here nor there. Yeah, I had him fourth. But, though. Like, the, the thing that I really want to hit home about Atalanta is like. What is this team's future, right? Like, if you have people in the organization saying, and like, and everybody in that organization cannot genuinely believe that not getting relegated is a successful season anymore. But when you put that out there, when you put that out to the media, and they put it out to your fans, that tells you what your ambition is. And it tells you that this club has no ambition of like legitimately reinvesting and legitimately challenging. Like, the thing that Atalanta is aiming for year in and year out is like mediocrity. And I think that they've achieved that with this team. Like they're good and they can win some days, but other days they look terrible. I I, I feel like they're trying to like progress, like progressively grow. Yeah, like, but whole, incrementally. But ha- what? No, but they, like, yeah, no. So they're going to be better yeah. now than they were two years ago? No, no, no. Granados no, thinks no, that they're in the middle of a transition, like, right? Yes, yes. But like financially, I think they're trying. I think I think for them, yeah. it's more just like we just, you know, we've only been in Serie A for what? Seven years? Eight years? That's, a, lo- that's a long time, though. But, but And you've been competitive for about four of them. In comparison to their wage bill, you know, like kudos to them. But the thing is, I think for them, they just want to get into Europe, get the revenue streams and just bill like... Solid. They're not doing enough to get to Europe, though. I like think, they I, were, and then they were just like, and no. My, my issue is even with that. My issue was when they first got the Champions League. I think it was like what three years ago, four years ago, pre-pandemic. They first got the Champions League. They're like, okay, fine, made mass, massive surplus, whatever. Then the year after that, they go for Champions League again. Then you hear these rumors like, oh, they have like this war chest. That they can invest yeah, into the, the squad. war chest summer. And then oh, they're the like, profitable team. The yeah, only and team I'm, and I'm also just real like, quick, guys, wrong. 
they got promoted after the 2010 2011 season. So they've been that's in. A, they've been in for so they eleven have years. Won a Sudeta by this point. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's how. But I also, see it's it. like you had this team where the reports have been coming out, and the records show where it's like they have this massive problem they could use to invest in the squad, and either they're not recruiting enough, or they're not making the great picks to recruit. So then it becomes a question of. Okay, something is going on here that this team should be at least contending for, like Mike said, a Europa, at least a Europa League spot, if not a Champions League spot, considering that they've been in the Champions League spots before, that they had this plus surplus to invest in resources, and yet they're just their mentality is just not there. But what are you expecting them to do? To spend all the money that they make off their sales? No, on, on re- no but like you have periods where they made like one or two signings, and then they have another one where they make like maybe one signing, and you're just like, you have all this money, at least invest. Invest in something. They just redid the stadium. They do have a, a good youth academy. They have I'll a say great that. Youth they academy. just rebuilt Yeah, but their they stadium. keep selling off their youth, though. That's the problem, though. Uh, and where do that's they, their whole business model. But yeah, that's their whole business model. And name a youth player that they've sold that's actually doing well. I'll wait. Atalanta? I can name one. I can name one. Who? Bastoni. He's off in London. Oh, Bastoni. Oh, who's in London? Diallo? Kulisevsky? I forgot Kulisevsky's out there. I forgot. But nonetheless, like... These players, they sell them at like a fortune, and they never, they they rarely ever meet that level. But don't you think that that's going to eventually catch up with them too? Like I mean, the people have to get wise players. to that at yeah. some point, right? Like, are our teams going to keep paying this premium for players who are clearly system players? Like, true, but look at who, like, look at how they replaced. They replaced. Uh, they they brought in Romero, right? That one time he was excellent. Sold mm-hmm. him. They got Demiral, who turned into. One of the best defenders in Serie A. They lost Golini, brought in Musso, right? They, they're, they're, they, well, they that's don't... tough because Golini got signed to a record agent. Ah, yeah, sorry, sorry. That's what I say. He had a baton, but right? then they have Zapata, who I think they're just kind of like, you know, he's he's one of the better strikers in Serie A. We wait, can wait, if he's on the field, though. We can roll with him, but they have Muriel, yeah. too. They have Lookman. They have all these young guys. Lookman they got they, this year. They got, they got what's-his-name, too, uh, number seven with a K. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, no, Green. number seven is uh, number seven's Pasolich. No, it's not. I thought it was Pasolich, but... No. Um, Hang on, I'm on their Wikipedia uh, right Dutch. now, so I can tell you. He's That's not Molinovsky, right? No. He's... Teun Koopminers. Koopminers. Uh, Koopminers. Amazing player. Amazing player. They, had, they bought player. Jeremy Boga. Like, they're investing in players. You know, they're, they're never... I, I, gonna... guess, I guess, like, the frustration is not so much against them because I understand their, you know, their whole thing. I guess it's, like, one against, like, the output, like, their, like, media outputs that are, like, oh, I hope we can stay in Serie A this year. And then against, like, Serie A hipsters that are, like, I think that they're going to do it this year. It's like neither <laughs> one of those two things is yes. true, and it's somewhere in the middle. I don't know. I I, I see what you're saying. I, I I agree that they should, or at least they should portray themselves as being more ambitious. I think I think their media output is different than like their internal goals. I really do think like they look at themselves and like fifth, sixth. That's where we need. That's that's our target, and that's where we're going. It's not just to stay in steady. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. because like they know the talent that they no, I agree. I'm, a, I'm but gonna, I do think that you're right that like they're portraying themselves as like, whoa, is me. We, we're still like new and upcomers. Like we're just happy to be here. I think that's wrong. Is that a Gasparini? When I thing? have debunked that, they are not newcomers. That's is that true. is that is that a Gasparini thing though too? No, because so. if I'm thinking about it, 
If I were to get rid of Gasparini, a coach I would like to see with this Atalanta team, is it like a Dezerbi to come into this Atalanta team where it's basically like a, a better version of his Sassuolo, but with actual semi-resources? I think it could be like that next step type of thing. But again, but did it's like, you know this about Gasparini? He's at Brighton. He's the longest tenured manager in Europe now. What do you mean? In all of Europe. Like he's been consistently in a job. You're saying? I think it's I think it's him and Simeone. Oh, yeah, Simeone. Simeone's making forty-seven mil a year. Simeone's doing his best to get fired, though. He's going to Inter. No, please, no, please. That was set you guys, but that was set you guys back at least five years. That would be a big mistake. But um, any any other roundup we gotta do? Napoli. I think we kind of spoke about Napoli earlier. Do you want to talk about the J again? <laughs> Are we gonna talk about them today, real quick? They were not very good, but the J Kane got that deflected goal. That so. okay, that 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 shot was and going wide. Real right. hero of the game, Alexandro, for picking up that late red card. Which turns out, I called him. I'll, I'll be honest, I called him a bozo in our group chat. He was not a bozo. That was a great play. He Julio, Julio is probably so conflicted with that because he hates Alexandro with a passion. He hates him. But he hates him. that play, one, saved three points, and two, showed such grinta and heart for the J that, <laughs> that Julio was just imploding. The J, I like that we're not calling it the or shirt the or the crest anymore. It's just the J. J Worldwide Corp. What are you talking about? Question. I saw the everything, everyone on Twitter talking about. Are you talking about the red card that he got? I didn't see the end of the game. Was it for the handball? Uh-huh. No, no, that no, was no. Bremer. Was that was a deflection. Oh, that, that's a pet. Well, no, the so, handball, that's a pet. So I thought that, and then I thought about it because Bremer is like falling back to like brace himself, and his arms are just caught flailing. So it's like it, it's not really a controllable act to have your arm out like that. He's really just like falling and trying to react. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that bad of a pen. If it like or saved you that today. Bar did save Juve a few times. I will say though, I think that Bonucci his 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 leg was in a dangerous position, right? But he got the ball. That guy who went down was a bitch. Like <laughs> it was a foul against that guy. Like it, honestly, that was a good Var moment. So so maybe Var isn't interfunded. <laughs> Julio is yeah. now punching maybe. air again. Listen, like he he says that it's it's interfunded but like it's counterbalancing the Juve funded referees that's the way it works <laughs> it's all even in the end it's all even in the end and, all, and, and then Paul Milan, Milan. Milan. Yeah, huh? <laughs> I mean sorry I love Milan so much they're my favorite team Sempre Milan Sempre Milan Sempre Milan, Milan. Uh, <laughs> um, it, I think I think that's it I think, I do we think, do picks? No, no. We're, we're getting the game picks. I'm finally here for picks. I want to. Yeah, wanna you these. finally get to do max points. Is Torino playing one one? Yeah, I, they are. They are playing. <laughs> they are one of our picks. All right. So, here are the games: <coughs> Napoli at home against Udine. Okay. Atalanta at home against Inter. Roma at home against Torino. Milan at home versus Fiore. Juve at home versus Lazio. So we have five really good games this week. Yep. All right, so I'm going to do random generator. Boop, 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 boop. We're going, U- we're going Juve Lazio first pick, first game. And the person is Galano goes first. Where are they playing, the J? They're playing at... Say it. Yeah, Big J. Yeah. Big J. 
The white and black J. So Sadi Sadi goes back. Sadi goes back to the J. Mm-hmm. You said the J. Uh, I can't not say it now. Give me. Savage is probably going to be back. Give me two nothing Lazio. Oh wow. Huh? It would be very Lazio for them to really shit the bed after I picked them. They do this to me all the time. Rocco, you're up next. Two nothing J. Oh right, J Court sec. TM. <laughs> you forgot the worldwide. It's true. You said two nothing Juve, right? Yeah. Two nothing pure evil. Mike, you're up. Goals by like, I don't know, Fajoli. If you like pure evil, Brammer you'll love something. Lazio. Uh, I hate both of these teams so much. This <laughs> is picking with my heart nil nil. Oh. Oof. That's a nice pick, honestly. All right. I am going Allegri special, one nothing Juve. That's what Julio has. Julio has that? Yeah, one nil Juve. Perfect. Okay. Now, next game. Rand. Who's saying boop 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 That's just the sound that it makes. Not me. The random generator. Roma Torino. And Mike is first. 15 nil Roma. Uh, Oof, I love it. What if I put that? I'll take. I'll take. I'm like 2 nil or 1 nil Roma. I'm going to say 2 nil Roma. I don't feel so confident about that. Galano, you're next. Roma who? Torino. Pay attention. Where are they playing? In Rome. In Rome. Rome. Well, if Lots was playing at Juve, where do you think? <laughs> what? They could play at Torino? No, the alternate. Okay. Um, one, They're one. at the Stadio Olimpico. Yeah. Does that answer your question? 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. I knew Me it. Either. I got to do the stat. I got to figure out how many times <laughs> we've had Torino in our game fixing. Because I was picked a 1-0. A party wants to pick Torino to win it. Uh, win it all? You know what? Draw it all? Torino won nothing. Ooh. All right, Rocco, you're up. Uh, if you read the news, scuttlebutt, <laughs> Mourinho wants and thinks that Dybala will be on the bench for the game this weekend. I'll take 2-0 Roma. Damn, copy Mike. What's Julio's pick? <laughs> Uh, he hates Roma, so it's probably like 1-1 one, one because he wants to be good. 1-1, uh, yeah. He does want to be good. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I'm going to go 2-1 Roma. Actually, no. 1-0 one uh-huh. Roma. 1-0 one Roma. Okay. Next game. Uh-huh. Milan Fiore. Mikey goes first. Three million. Yeah. God damn it. I was going to take that, but now I can't. And you can. This is a free country. No, I don't want to take all of Mike's picks. Milan's going to expose the frauds from Florence. Milan. You're not next. Rocco's next. I know I'm not. I'm just thinking. 
I'll go to Army has to go four one Fiore or four one Milan, sorry, but that's oh, God. I'm gonna go two nil Milan. And if it's four one, I'll kick myself. <laughs> God, what are you doing? Malocchio or what my heart is telling me. Well, aren't oh, they the both, same? Sorry, both the same. Sorry, both the same. Uh, I don't know. I think Nah, Mina's gonna Mina's gonna come out. Give me two did Mike pick two nothing? Mike put three nothing, Rocco put two nothing. Uh, give me uh give me three one Mila. You guys can make the same fucking pick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but we wanna go big. Alright. Wait, wait, what did Julio, <laughs> Julio put? I gotta read that first. Uh, Julio has. What game is this? Milan. Fiori? He has three, three one Milan. Three one Milan. Oh. Damn it. <laughs> We're all going Milan. You're gonna pick against your team. Okay. Honestly, I was. I want. I want to pick Fiorentina. I don't trust. Them. I don't trust them. I really don't. I do. After but watching the, that, after, is too important. After to after watching that that. In third game, I don't trust them. I'm gonna put two one Milan. I'm also being strategic about my lead at the top. <laughs> so, uh, Marco's going last, so he can pick all the uh, yeah. same scores as everyone, so he can protect his lead. No, I'm going first on this one. It's Napoli Udine, three nothing Napoli. Who's next? Uh, Rocco's next. Uh, 3-1 Napoli. Get on, you're up. 3-1, damn it. I think... Uh, Can't now. They're in Naples. Can't now, I took it. Give me 2-0. 2-0? Mikey, you're up. Give me three. Three, no. You make your line. What did Rocco get? <laughs> three, one, Napoli. Three, one, Napoli. I really like that score. Julio had two, one. I think it's going to be a close game. Yeah, Julio hasn't watched a game of City A since Ronaldo left. <laughs> 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 um. Galano, Atalanta versus Inter. Playing at Bergamo. In Bergamo. <clears throat> all right, I think Inter needs to win this one. I think they're going to give it all. Um, one nothing Atalanta? No. <laughs> uh, he's going to grace them. 2-1 Inter. 2-1 Inter. Mm. Right, I'm going next. I'm going to go... I think it's do or die. That's the reason why. I think they, a, they need to win that game. I'm going to go 3-2 Inter. Because I think there's goals in this. I think that there are goals too. Mikey, you're up. Three two Atalanta. Mikey's, Mikey's thinking forty chess at this Malocchio, That's why. I'm just so positive. <laughs> Rocco, you're up. Uh, two two. Oh, you have Julio score. Oh fuck. <laughs> that's yeah, you you're tied. You know it's wrong. Yeah, you, you and him are tied for third. So all right, I'm in last, right? So you're in last. But you're you're ten points behind me in first. I don't care what. You, 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 then it's you have seven. 
Rocco and Julio have 11. Oh, Mikey right. Mikey has 12, and I have 17. Okay. All right. Shit. Rocco's got a comfy lead. Yeah, but it literally, it's five games. You could literally lose all of it in one week. Yeah. So. Sound here, like a gambling addict. Here are the games. <clears throat> Still How do you know, Mike? Still can't believe I lost that. Problem. I don't have any problem. I called that hotline, and they said I was good. Game, <laughs> games, games, and predictions are as follows. My pick for the Napoli Udine game is three nothing. Galan's pick is two nothing. Mike is three nothing. Julio is two one. Rocco three one for all for Napoli. Atlanta versus Inter. I have three two Inter. Galano has two one Inter. Mike has 3-2 Atalanta. Julio and Rocco have 2-2. Roma versus Torino. I have 1-0 Roma. Galano has 1-0 Torino. Typical. Mike has 2-0 Roma. Julio has 1-1. Rocco also has 2-0 Roma. Milan, Fiore. I have 2-1. Galano has 3-1. Mike has 3-0. Julio has 3-1. Rocco has 2-0. All for Milan. And Juve, Lazio. I have 1-0 Juve. Gadano has 2-0 Lazio. Mike has 0-0. Julio has 1-0 Juve. Rocco has 2-0 Juve. Honestly, I think the 0-0 scoreline looks pretty good. Mike, do you pick that one? Mike picked that Yeah, that's Mike. That's a good one. What's up, Mike? Uh, what? No, there's goals in there. The 0-0. <clears throat> I'm telling you, I, I see that one being a snooze fest. Yeah, that could be a snooze fest. Or it could just Hey, be- anyone want to hear some stuff about Lazio before we sign off? <laughs> Oh no! I'm gonna regret it. Lots of fans haven't signed off for it. It's really good. Right, I'll share this after we get off. Oh, well. Okay. I'm. I don't want to answer saw, my phone. I saw the picture of the kid holding the bald eagle. That's pretty dope. Oh, well. That is cool. That's it, Galano. Yeah, kid's gonna grow up to I'm be back. a monster. Galano, welcome back. Finally, back. after God knows how long. Too long. But I need Julio back, lads. It's always a pleasure. Always an honor. Another pod wrapped up. And this message has been brought to you by the J Corporation. (laughs) Worldwide. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time. Ciao, everybody.